Orange and the Central Wests, 105.1 Triple M. We're brought to you thanks to Harvey Norman and the Orange Grove Homemaker Centre. There's no doubt there's been a shift in our political landscape over the last, well, I'd say six months or so. We've seen both our state member and federal member turn their back on their parties and run as independents to better represent the people of the Orange and the Calais electorates. And joining me in the studio this morning, it is the state member for Orange. It is Phil Donato. Good morning to you, Phil. Good morning, Gilly. How are you? Really well. Thanks for coming in no this problem. morning. Uh, what I just said, uh, plenty of people are getting a bit disillusioned with the big political parties and uh, you're no exception to that. Yeah, no, uh, I think that's right, Gilly. Um, when you look at what happened uh, in the federal election uh, only a year or so ago, and obviously, uh, you know, I think speaking to the people in the community around the electorate, um, you know, people have always sort of seen me, I guess, as a bit of an independent, even though I was with one of the parties, but I've always approached the way I deal with business and deal with my communities as really fighting for them, um, putting any other sort of um, political affiliation aside, first and foremost, is the representation and the commitment to the electorate I represent. And I think um, people see that and people really appreciate having somebody in their, in, their, on the, in their corner or on their side that they know can speak up and speak out is not bound by, I suppose, a, a party platform or a party policy or feel that they need to necessarily toe a party line. They like to have that freedom of knowing that um, their local representative may or may not be in government, but uh, they're, they're there, someone in their corner that's going to speak out and fight for them and try and get the best outcome for them. So I think that's seen a little bit in terms of the transition away from the major parties. And I think, quite frankly, a lot of people are fed up with a lot of the the BS that goes with a lot of the mm. major political parties too. Because uh, I have had this sentiment, and I've heard plenty of people who have also shared this sentiment regarding yourself and with mm. Andrew G, mm. Mm. like the bloke... Mm can't come at the party yeah, yeah. that they're standing in yeah, front yeah. of. So the the fact that you blokes are both now independents, I think will uh, stand you both in good stead with particularly yourself with the upcoming state election yep. and then Andrew in, in a few years to come when he has to uh, run for the seat of Calais again. Look, what are some of the big issues that are facing the people of our region that mm. you're going to be pushing for in this upcoming election? Yeah, well, look, I think first and foremost, a lot of the issues that I hear surround, surround issues pertaining to health. Yeah. Uh, that seems to be the biggest, pro- you know, whether it's mental health, whether it's um, palliative care, whether it's a CT PET scanner, whether it's access to paediatricians, psychologists, psychiatrists, counsellors, uh, GPs, you name it. I mean, that's I hear that every single day right across the electorate. And and look, to be perfectly frank, we are very lucky here right in Orange in terms of access to medical professionals, but you don't need to go very far out of Orange and that, and that diminishes quite significantly. We, we consider ourselves a, a medical hub, if mm, you like, mm. but the wait times are still ridiculous. Just to see your GP, it yep. takes far too long. Yeah, it does. It does. So, um, you know, I think in any government, um, whether it's state, whether it's federal, whatever, uh, health really needs to be the number one priority, in my view. Um, the health and welfare of its communities and its constituents and its people should be the foremost, first and foremost priority of any level of government, I believe. So I hear, I hear that on a daily basis. Um, so, you know, looking at trying to you know, um, prosecute, advocate and represent community in- groups' interests, whether it be the, the push for palliative movement. We're looking at getting this uh, hospice now. We've got the two-bed dedicated palliative care beds in the Orange Health Service now, and that was a big fight to get that. And it's only two beds. It's only two beds, and it's, and it's constantly at 100%. Yeah. There is surge capacity to go into another additional two beds if they're available. Um, but, you know, it's it's... We need more. We need more, and uh, we've been pushing both myself and Jenny Hazelton, the um, you know from Push for Palliative Orange, Push for Palliative, the president 
uh, we're now turning our focus on a 12-bed palliative care hospice, mm -hmm. similar to what um, Tamworth has recently received. There was a recent announcement, $21 million announcement the government made only a few weeks ago in the up to the election. And we're saying, well, we, we, sh you know, we have just as much need for that in our community. We want to have the same level of, of service for our community. So that's what our focus has now changed to. Um, pediatricians, uh, you know, I constantly hear from, from families and parents about the long wait times to get access to see the pediatricians and they're doing, you know, we've got some great pediatricians in town, but they're stretched to the limit. Yep. They've got a huge backlog. Um, they're screaming out for more assistance. Um, it's a, it's a real thriving area of health, pediatric health, and we really need more pediatricians and same as GPs. And, um, you know, we, we turn to mental health and then they talk about the child adolescent mental health unit out at Bloomfield, you know, 10 bed facility that covers basically 90% of New South Wales, which it's is crazy. constantly full. It's crazy. So we really need to do a lot more in health. Cost of living is another big issue as well. People frequently raising issues in terms of cost of living and the price of whether it be fuel, groceries, utilities, you know, um, power, electricity, all those things. So they're, they're probably the, the main issues that I hear on a daily basis. All right. Now, look, uh, we are uh, not only a health hub and, and hopefully improving in that regard, mm. but we're turning quickly into a sporting hub as well, which the likes of you and me, look, I mean, I caught up with you at the cricket, yeah. uh, the ladies' cricket down there last Friday at Wade Park. It was absolutely fantastic. We've got the new stadium yeah, in fantastic. the works. It's going to be great. Uh, you know, footy season's just around, around the, corner the corner as well. Yeah. So great time good, of year. Good to see a couple of <laughs> trial games and NRL games happening right here in Orange. Oh, absolutely fantastic, uh, Gillian. Uh, you and I are both passionate sporting advocates and uh, supporters. And yeah, it was great to be down at the cricket. I only was able to make it on the Friday, but you know, great atmosphere down there. It was great for Phoebe Litchfield coming back to Orange. And, yeah, how um, good is she? Yeah, fantastic. She's got an enormous future ahead of her, but... You know, Wade Park has turned into a great cricket centre of excellence. You know, you've got the um, the centre, the, the indoor centre there, the Carl Sharp Indoor Cricket Centre of Excellence or Cricket Centre. We've got the turf practice cricket wickets. We've got the sight screen. So there, and, and the actual wicket on the main oval on the field there's, you know, first class, yeah. you know. Um, so we've got a great cricketing facility. I think we'll see now more and more first class games coming to Orange. I think that was a step, you know, toe in the water, see how it went over the weekend, those two games. I think they were a great success. Yeah, 500 runs or so per day is indicative of a yeah. pretty good batting wicket and, and, you know, good outfield value for runs. So we really want to see obviously um, NRL. We'd love to see NRL games, trial games, you know, super rugby, A-League soccer, W-League soccer, all those things. And the new sporting precinct, will be an absolute magnet to attract those types of events. I know there's clubs in Sydney, you know, I was only speaking to um, West Sydney Wanderers yesterday, actually, about something else. But, you know, they're really looking at, you know, trying to build some partnerships in, in Western New South Wales as well. Okay. So, you know, um, it would be a great facility, great for the community, great for young kids to see their, their, you know, stars they watch on TV up close and personal and have aspirations of maybe one day themselves being able to achieve that level. And having that in your backyard right here in Orange would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely right. I'm with Phil Donato. He's the state member for Orange. And, uh, mate, together with you and with Andrew G, both running as independents now, I think it stands us in good stead for the future. Uh, I'm hoping we can talk again very soon, perhaps even next week, if you can fit that Thanks, into Gilly. your schedule. Happy Phil Donato's with us. We'll catch him soon, mate. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Gilly. Thank you very much.